everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Walk. I am your host, Joshua Ingram. It is Tuesday, January 5th, year of our Lord, 2021. And uh, this is, uh, since it's a new year, I'm going to start a new season, so to speak. I'm going to call this season two. So this will be episode one of season two. And um, <clears throat> we're just coming off the holidays here. And I guess that that's the uh, the main thing that's on my heart is I really had a, a miserable holiday season. And um, it was just a depressing time. Um, spent a lot of it alone. And I, I, I guess, you know, in my adult life, what I've done, because I, I have divorced parents... So as an adult, I've, I've tried to split my time between them. And usually I'll do Thanksgiving with my dad and his wife um, and that side of the family. And then I'll do Christmas uh, with my mom and her husband and that side of the family. And because of uh, the current situation in the world, um, I have relatives that are fearful of the, the COVID um, disease. And so they chose not to do, um, holiday get togethers. And so it ended up just being really depressing because it, it, it like I say, I, I just ended up spending that alone. Usually, you know, we do the big meal on Thanksgiving, everybody's together. Um, we play games, we just, you know, we have fun. And then the same thing at my mom's, you know, we all get together Christmas morning, we open gifts, we, we share time, we have breakfast together, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sure similar to what other people do with their families, but it just didn't happen this year, and so, um, just ended up, you know, giving some gifts to my, my parents in one-on-one -on -one situations, and then visiting my brother and his wife in a one-on-one -on -one situation, and because it was just so different, it, it, it didn't really feel festive, it didn't feel... Um, like a family, you know, it just felt, uh, like we were all just kind of separated and that just had me really depressed. And then usually I would make up for that by getting together with, uh, the fellow saints, you know, my, my, my Christian family. Um, but on Christmas day, pretty much I got, I, I did get some time to spend with a, with a few of the brothers. I took my, uh, my recently married brother and his sister to the, or his wife, my sister, uh, to the airport, uh, on Christmas day, they were going off for their honeymoon. And, uh, one of my other brothers rode with me there. So I got to, to spend a little bit of time, um, in some fellowship. Um, but then Christmas day was spent alone. And, um, like I mentioned the, the, the Thanksgiving, you know, ate a meal alone. And so it was just really depressing. And, um, to add to that, I have found that when I am discontent, um, however that may present itself, um, whether that's, uh, depression, uh, boredom, anger, whatever the case is, it is a lot easier to give in to the sinful desires of the flesh. And so I think the reason being is that 
when you're feeling these different emotions, when you're in that down kind of state, um, the flesh will crave anything to get any sort of um, pleasure to get itself out of that state. And, um, you know, we all have different avenues that our flesh has discovered uh, bring that pleasure, you know, uh, whatever it is. And a lot of times for me, it's just entertainment. You know, I'll just turn the TV on and 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 zone out and just kind of waste time that way. That's usually the cure for boredom, the cure for depression and, and whatever. But um, <clears throat> because I was in such a, a, a depressed kind of mind, um, I found the struggle with sin grew. And, and I had been coming off a, a, a period of time where I felt like I was doing really good, where I was uh, just, you know, um, just having a really good time with the Lord, walking in, in, a, in a refreshed mindset. Um, I think, you know, if I go back as far as like maybe July, um, well, maybe not July, let, let's say like it was probably like September. So September through Thanksgiving, I really had a period of refreshing where um, I just felt close to the Lord. I felt uh, reinvigorated and determined um, to, to stay my mind on spiritual things and to, to just, um, you know, to, to, to grow with the Lord, to, to draw near to him. And so I'm not excusing, um, sin, but, but this depression that kind of set in from Thanksgiving on and really hit home on Christmas. Um, and I, I'm not, uh, uh, one that's prone to depression or at least, you know, I don't give it that name. I'm, 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 I'm a pretty even keel kind of guy. My emotion, my emotional state of mind is usually pretty level. Um, I don't have really highs and lows. And when I do, um, they're instant, you know, it's, 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 I'll have a brief explosion of anger or depression and then it's over pretty quick as well. And I'm talking like minutes, my, my emotional highs and lows last minutes. And then I come back to that plateaued level, that even keel level. And uh, there's good and bad in that because I, I, I view other people and I see that they'll go into extended periods of depression or anxiety. And, 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 and that seems just dreadful to me. Um, so I'm glad that I don't have that on the other hand, because my emotional outbursts are so um, instantaneous, they're often extreme. But like I say, they're really quick lived. And, and so like, I know, for instance, if I get really angry at something, if I will step aside from whatever's making me angry and, and just get alone with the Lord or, or just, you know, meditate on, on righteousness and holiness, I'll calm down really quick. And, and like I say, it's just minutes, you know, if, if, if. Um, if I can just get away from the situation and, and take some deep breaths, I calm down really quick. Depression seems to be a little bit different that, that it, again, it, it's, I'm not a depressed person. So, um, those bouts don't last long, but they linger a little bit longer than, than anger. And I suppose, cause they're not ex as extreme as anger. You just kind of, it's kind of, um, a, a downward slope. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in this valley and, uh, but again, it, it usually only lasts for a little bit for me, but it seemed to extend throughout Christmas day, um, especially Christmas day and, and maybe like the 26th as well. 
um, just, just feeling down and, and, and lonely really, and, and, and bored. And so because I was in that state, um, the flesh starts craving an outlet. And whereas as a born again Christian, the solution is to find our joy in the Lord. We ought to be turning to him in prayer and, and just going before his face and, and just meditating on his word. And, and really the key is to be thankful. You know, we're supposed to put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And that's a solution that's known, but often the flesh resists that solution. Like if we'll, if we'll turn to thankfulness and gratefulness and, and find our joy in the Lord, that will overcome those feelings of despondency or anger or boredom or whatever. Um, but it seems like there's a spiritual laziness um, in myself and, and in others that I know as well, just from observation, that when we're in a state like that, when we're emotionally down, we know as Christians that, that we can go to the Lord in prayer and seek his face and, and find our solace in him. But it seems like we're too lazy to do that because that takes work. That takes effort. Whereas the flesh knows that there's instant gratification all around us in different forms of, of entertainment or, 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 you know, just the worldly desires, the worldly things that bring that instant satisfaction. So rather than taking the time to go into our prayer closet, we'll turn on the TV or we'll scroll on the phone or we'll, we'll, look at YouTube videos or, or whatever it is, whatever it is that your outlet is. And, and the sad thing is those things don't really bring any fulfillment. They, they give you this instant sense of satisfaction, but then it fades very quickly and you find yourself back in that same um, emotional state that you were previously. Um, whereas if we would go to the Lord and we would wait on the Lord um, to fulfill us and satisfy us, that is a sustaining um, contentment that will will fulfill us internally and sustain us, um, but we seem to be too lazy to seek that out, and and that was the case for me, you know. On on on, like I say, I had been doing really good up until this point spiritually, at least the the, the way I view it. I, you know, I just felt closer to the Lord the last few months, and then on uh, Christmas Day and the day after, I just kind of fell apart, you know, and 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 fell apart spiritually, I'm speaking. I just kind of, I, I turned to the flesh rather than the things of the spirit. And then that just adds to your depression because then you feel guilt and you feel shame and you feel um, defeated almost. You know, it's like, you know, why did I go back to this path again? You know, I know this isn't the right path. Why, why do I continually go there? So um, <clears throat> it just added to the, um, depression and the, the the misery. I just call it a miserable holiday. You know, it just ended up just being really, really terrible. I just, I, 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 I despise, um, the 2020 holiday season. You know, it was just the worst that I've had, I think, you know, in my life. Um, like I say, just feeling separate and distant from my family, not having the chance to get together. Um, just not really feeling festive and, and at all, not feeling connected at all. And then um, it changed here recently because uh, on New Year's Day, uh, you know, me and my small group, are the saints that I gather with on a regular basis, we, we did our Christmas 
we do a secret Santa every year. And so that was really joyous. We all got together and had some fun. Um, so, so that kind of turned things around, but, um, and it's really for me that the part that, that <clears throat> makes it so bad is, is the fact that in that depressive state, in that lonely state on, on Christmas day and the day after, um, I gave into the flesh, you know, and, and that caused me to fall down even further. And I just hated that state. And then it kind of like, I, I found that, um, sin snowballs. Like once you take that step into the flesh, it seems so easy to take the next step because you're like, well, you know, I'm already here. I might as well, you know, just keep going. And, 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 and it's really, it's, it's in, it's, it's an insane path because you, you know, it leads to nothing good. Uh, but again, because there's instant gratification in the things of the flesh, you just turn to that all the time. Um, so it, it ended up just being a really bad um, holiday season for me. And, um, I guess the, the lesson I take out of it is, um, a further recognition of when you're in those kind of emotional states. Um, it does no good to turn to the instant gratification of the flesh. That's just going to bring you down further. The solution is in the Lord. The solution is in the presence of God. The solution is to turn to him for our joy and and however that starts i i think the for me the easiest way is to put on some worship tunes and uh just you know to to bring yourself into a state of mind where you want to pray and seek his face and um you know if if you'll follow that path there's satisfaction and joy and um so i i, I even prior to the worship music i guess it's it's a heart of thankfulness and that's why the scriptures tell us over and over again to be thankful, you know, and, and grateful and to, um, just to remember the goodness of the Lord. Um, uh, because when you're depressed or angry or bored, it shows a, those are all just forms of discontent and it, it shows a, a, a lack of satisfaction. You, you're craving something and not getting it. And so it shows that you're setting your heart on wrong things you're setting your desire on on external things and because those things aren't being fulfilled whatever that is in this case you know it was uh tradition family gatherings um you know the festive attitude of the season or whatever and and because that was lacking um that brought me into this this mindset uh this lonely mindset so the idea there is I'm setting my heart on the wrong things I'm setting my heart on these externals and then when those aren't fulfilled um we're left discontent whereas if we'll set our heart on the lord if he's our goal in all things and we're thankful and grateful for everything he provides and everything he's done for us and and we'll set our heart on him and set our affections on him we'll never be dissatisfied because we always have him you know if we seek his face we will have it if we seek his presence we will have it and and so we can always be in a state of satisfaction. It's just you know uh, we're so fallen. We have a tendency to set our affections on on other things, and then and then those aren't fulfilled, and then we're dissatisfied and discontent, and then we become angry or depressed or bored or lonely, and then and then the flesh. It, that's where the flesh finds its strength when we're in those mindsets. 
uh, the flesh becomes so strong. The, the, the overpowering cravings and urges of the flesh um, are, are at their strongest when we're, when we're dissatisfied, um, when we're discontent. Where, whereas if we're finding our joy in the Lord and we're thankful and grateful, the flesh really has no power. The flesh is weak then. You know, and, and that's that whole walk after the spirit thing. But um, so, yeah, it, it just wasn't a good holiday season for me. Um, just ended up being a, a really depressing, lonely time. Um, but, uh, you know, in all things, the Lord is working good. So I'm, I'm glad that the Lord has, uh, even as I'm speaking here, you know, just kind of opening my eyes to some things and uh, just just gleaning some spiritual insights that hopefully my heart will apply in the future so that uh, I can avoid situations like this in the future. <clears throat> but anyways, um, that was kind of my, my first thought here, the, the most pressing issue that's been on my heart. Um, another thing that I want to talk about is, and I, I don't really know how to address this. It was just kind of one of these thoughts that occurred to me um, just momentarily. It was just something I thought about for, for a brief few minutes. But I thought there was something good in the thought, and I thought uh, that that you know it it was worthwhile and and something to cling to, and um, I don't really know how to approach it or to phrase it properly here. Um, the idea was. Let's say in, in, in your relationships, somebody doesn't meet the, the standards that you have. Somebody doesn't meet uh, your expectations. They're not doing what you um, expect them to do. How does love respond to that? Because usually our natural disposition, our selfish um, sinful, prideful disposition when somebody doesn't meet your expectations is to respond in kind. It's to respond with some sort of, of, of um, bitterness, whether that's uh, backbiting or ignoring or letting the person know how disappointed you are in them or getting angry at them. Some, it, it, it shows itself in some sort of sinful way. Um, you're dissatisfied with what they're doing. They're not meeting your expectations. And you want them to know that um, because you feel slighted and, and you want uh, retribution. You want, you want them to understand how they've wronged you. And so you respond in some sort of way to make sure that they know um, and, 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 and in the hopes that, you know, your attitude will bring correction to them or, or will bring... Uh, repentance and sorrow to them so that they'll come to you and offer an apology or whatever and and really that's the wrong way and and so I'm trying to I'm trying to be delicate about because I don't want to give away like the the scenario that brought this thought about so I'm trying to phrase this in a way that doesn't do that and it's making it kind of hard to talk about but um I was thinking like how does the Lord respond to our disobedience because there's so many times in life where we don't do what God wants us to do. 
we we disobey um, his commandments. We disobey his directives. And um, he never responds in the way we would respond. He resp He's always loving. There's always kindness. Yes, there's repercussions for our choices. But God never deals with his children in anger. There's always gentleness and kindness and love and grace and mercy. He never holds things against us. And um, even, even like, uh, to go deeper on this, um, when, he, when, when the Lord has a design and a purpose and a plan and a direction for your life, and you don't like that plan, you don't like that direction, um, and, and you kick against the pricks, so to speak, you go against the grain, you're, you're, you, you complain, you rebel against what the Lord is, is designing for your life, the, the plot, the plan that he has for you, you're, you're rebelling somehow against that. How does the Lord respond to that? And again, it's, it's kindness and love and gentleness. He doesn't alter his plan. He doesn't alter his path. He doesn't succumb to our will. He doesn't, he, you know, we throw a fit. He doesn't say, oh, you think about like a parent with a child. The child throws a fit because he won't give them a piece of candy. They they kick and they scream and they whine. And, and so a parent might finally say, ah, you know, whatever, just have the candy. Um, the Lord doesn't do that with us. He doesn't change. He doesn't, He you know, he knows what's good. He knows what's best. So if he has designed a path for us, if he, he's designed a, a, a purpose for us and we don't like it um, and we rebel and we kick and we scream, he doesn't alter it, but he also doesn't get angry at us and he doesn't, he doesn't fight back. He doesn't, he doesn't um, lash, lash out at us. He just, you know, in kindness and gentleness and love assures us that he knows what he's doing and, and continues um, to bring us down that path, even though we're kicking and screaming the whole way. Um, but there's just a gentleness. There's, there's, a, there's a, a softness and a kindness in the Lord um, in reaction to our disobedience, in reaction to our rebellion, in reaction to our anger. And so like how do we how do we apply that in our lives and situations in our relationships if if um if you have headship over somebody if you have um leader a leadership position and and you have a plan a purpose uh, a a design a direction and the people you're leading the person you're leading doesn't like it and so they respond in some sort of angry, uh, bitter way. Um, we can't lash back. We can't fight back. We can't backbite or get angry. Um, we just, we have to remain gentle. It doesn't mean we change. We don't, we don't, you know, if we're sure that the direction we're planning. And again, I'm, I apologize for being vague about this. I'm, I'm trying to explain this. Uh, like I say, in a way that doesn't give away um, the situation I'm referring to. So it's it's making it really hard to talk about. And if it's confusing, I apologize. Um, but 
in a position of leadership, if we have a design and a plan and a purpose and we think it's the right thing to do, the good thing to do, um, we don't allow the anger or bitterness or reactions of others to deter us from our plan. But at the same time, we can't fight back. I hope that makes sense because um, we just the idea is to be loving and kind and gentle in the face of rebellion and anger and bitterness. Um, it's it's not returning evil for evil. It's returning um, kindness and gentleness and compassion and and pity and soft and just being soft and gentle and humble. Because that's how the Lord reacts to us. So if you think about this in like a parent-child situation or a, um, uh, I suppose like on a on some scale a pastor and a church level or a uh, a teacher-student level or a a husband-wife level, um, where a husband is called to lead his wife. Um, if the person you're, um, you have headship over, if the person persons that you are called to lead are rejecting your leadership, rejecting your decisions and getting angry and bitter um, and lashing out at you, you can't respond in kind. Um, you have to be gentle. You have to be kind. You have to be compassionate. No matter what, and and I realize that can be hard because, it, like I say, that when when somebody acts that way towards you, the natural inclination is to get revenge in a sense, uh, whether that's through ignoring them or uh, being bitter towards them or reacting in anger. There's we have this tendency to just um, to 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 meet people with the same reaction that they're given to us you know, to, to fight fire with fire, so to speak. And, and that just creates more and more conflict. It, it creates, um, so much hardship and contention and strife. And it's not how the Lord deals with us in our disobedience and our rebellion. He's so kind. He's so gentle. He's so merciful. He's so gracious and loving and, and peaceful and and that's how we're supposed to respond um, to emotional outbursts towards us as well. We're supposed to respond in kindness and gentleness. Um, I don't have I none of that probably makes any sense. I bet um, just because, like I say, I, I'm trying to speak about something in a roundabout way. But um, I I hope you could take something from that. The the main thought that I had on it was how. How does God react to our disobedience? How does God react to our anger and our rebellion? And as his children, um, he doesn't relent. He doesn't give in to our demands. But he's also extremely gentle and kind and patient and long-suffering. Um, he always responds in love. He, he never responds in, 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 in kind. You know, like I'm... Uh, with an equal measure to what we're giving him, he doesn't. He doesn't yell at us because we're yelling at him. He doesn't fight back uh, because we're we're fighting against him. That's just not the character of love, and we're supposed to reflect that in our relationships. 
And so we, we have to think about it. when presented with a scenario like that, if, if when, when somebody is angry or, or bitter or contentious towards you, um, you have to think, how, how does God respond to me when I act like this? And it's, it's, it's a kindness, it's a gentleness. Um, so I, I don't know if any of that makes any sense, but hopefully you, you can glean something out of it. It's just a, a thought that I had thinking about a certain situation. Um, but anyways, um, I'm going to be coming up on a break here, but I, I do want to touch on, you know, I mentioned what a miserable holiday I had. One thing good that came out of it was it kind of set a determination in my heart, um, to start fresh with the new year. And, um, so I, I just, I really wanted to get back on track with the Lord I wanted to set aside the the deeds of the flesh. Um, I wanted to 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 put forth new effort to fight against my sin, to 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 not give in to the cravings and the lusts of the flesh, but to to fight. And so um, I've I've just I've come into this new year with that mindset, and 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 it's only by the you know by the grace of God that we can have any sort of victory. It's not by our willpower, our determination, or our plans, or our schemes that we're going to get victory. It's only by His grace. Uh, but hopefully, um, you know, he, he, he also determines the means by which He brings about that grace. So hopefully this, this refreshed mindset um, will, will be the means by which the Lord uh, graciously carries me into this new year. Because I want to have a time, uh, I want to you know, uh, spend my time in, in, in spiritual things. I want to have more prayer life. I want to have uh, more precious time with the word. I want to be more humble and kind in my relationships. And, uh, we're, we're going to take a break here. So we'll continue this new year, new thought, um, on the other side of the break. Just stick with me. Welcome back to uh, the weekly walk. Um, your host Joshua Ingram. We've been talking about uh, a determined mindset for the new year. Uh, just coming out of a, a really um, miserable Christmas and um, miserable holiday season, really since kind of Thanksgiving. Um, not miserable in the sense that it was just a, a lonely, depressing holiday season. Not miserable. It was, you know, the good spiritual things seem to be coming out of it, so it's a good thing. But um, it, it did set in my heart a determination for this new year where I think I've mentioned before on the podcast how organized and scheduled I am. Like, I, I'm a procrastinator. I, I just don't get things done spontaneously. Um, I will sit and, 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 and be idle and just waste time if I don't have a plan, if I don't have things organized. And so I, I, I'm very um, detailed in, in scheduling things, and, and I feel very um, satisfied and accomplished when I keep a schedule. I just feel like, you know, um, successful. When, when, when I stick to my schedule. And so I'm determined in this new year, you know, I've, I've got set aside time um, for study and set aside time for ministry 
and set aside time for prayer and set aside time for reading. And um, I really just uh, am determined um, to stick to this because when I do, it's so refreshing. It's so good. Um, I feel accomplished. I feel, um, and it's not a legalistic, like I have to do these things. There is, there is freedom in it for me, but, but for me personally, um, it's how I, how I get things done when I, when I, when I, um, when I keep that schedule, I just feel, um, like I'm walking in the spirit, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm denying the flesh. I'm, I'm not spending, wasting time doing worldly things. I'm focusing my mind and my heart on spiritual things. And so it's very good. And so, like I say, I'm, I'm just determined, uh, for this new year. And I suppose I am every new year, but it just feels refreshing this year. It feels, um, uh, unique this year. It feels, um, like, I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but I feel, I feel a, a purpose in this, uh, you know, to, to just go into this new year, uh, with the mindset that I'm going to spend my time doing beneficial things. You know, I'm going to spend my time doing, uh, heavenly minded things, uh, keeping my mind focused on the Lord, denying the flesh, staying away, um, from the things that, that draw me away from the Lord. And so, it's kind of exciting for me. Um, like, uh, for instance, you know, on Sunday, I, uh, just had a really good day in the Lord. You know, I just, I spent a lot of time, um, just doing spiritual things, you know, and, and, and it was refreshing. It felt good. And I want that every day. Like the, the, the more and more I grow in the Lord, the, the more and more, especially this last year, the more uh, futile I see that the things of the flesh are, that there, there is no satisfaction in these things. Um, there is, and for me, like I say, it's, it's usually just entertainment. I, I just turn to, to entertainment to fill my time. And it's been so dissatisfying this last year. There's no satisfaction in there's no joy in it. There's no there's no comfort in these things. It just leaves me discontent and and miserable. And so I'm seeing how empty everything is, you know. And and that's what Ecclesiastes teaches. Um, you know, Solomon did the same thing. He tried all these different things of the world and saw that they were all empty and futile and pointless. That there was no joy. There was no there was no contentment in them. That the the, the only thing that satisfies are the things of the Lord. The only thing that satisfies are, are, are to be in his presence, to feel close to the Lord, to walk with him, to draw near to him. Um, in his presence is fullness of joy. And and so for me, one of the biggest things I saw this year, and I think I'll, I'll lead into that, my last topic is uh, just touching on, on some of the bigger lessons that I can remember learning throughout this year. Um, but, but for me, one of the biggest things is, is seeing the distinction, um, between the emptiness of the world and, and the satisfaction, uh, of the things of Christ, the things in God. Um, I'm, I'm just very discontent, uh, with, with the things of the world. Whereas in previously I could find satisfaction in watching a football game. I could find satisfaction in watching a movie. I could find satisfaction in, in, in doing all these, you know, time wasting things. And, um, now 
they just they feel empty there's there's no joy in them there's no, there's no happiness there's no fulfillment in these things they 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 just bring me down they feel like a complete waste of time and so um and that that was another thing too uh, like uh one of my uh uh the sister who drew my name for secret santa got me this really nice um charles spurgeon uh study bible and uh during our our um secret santa celebration i i opened up that that bible and the first thing i read uh was a commentary on i think it was on first corinthians seven twenty nine, and it was about uh wasting time you know there's no time to waste and that just really stuck with me it was a it was kind of convicting it was a, not really convicting but uh motivating you know like how much time do i waste in my life just doing worthless things doing dissatisfying unfulfilling things and and so that's that's really a lesson that i've been learning this year is, is uh there is no joy in things outside of the lord real satisfaction real contentment real peace real joy um comes from him and and in 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 whatever way that is there's various different means of grace you know whether that's listening to to good worship music or or um using your gifts and talents to do some form of ministry uh like a, like a podcast or for me personally it's doing the podcast or doing these uh YouTube or Facebook live videos that I do um or going to him in prayer or reading a uh, good uh, theological book written by an old saint from the past, or or listening to, to good sermons, or um, uh, you know studying the scriptures, or, or sitting in the morning with your cup of coffee and just meditating on a psalm, you know whatever it is, um, that's where real satisfaction is. That's where the real joy is. And, and so I want more of that and less of the world. I want, um, you know, I want to come to the point where, where I want none of the world. And, you know, all our satisfaction is in Christ. And, and, and whereas before, it used to, I used to look at that as like exhausting. It was like, man, you know, I'm just, you're burning the candle at both ends. Then I'm just going full time. You know, you're just doing all these ministry type things. And it, it just seemed like effort or work, and and it just it, it 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 seemed exhausting. And so I used to compute in my head, like you know, the Lord gets seventy five percent of my life, and then I get twenty five percent to to relax and and veg out on entertainment. And it's like now I'm starting to see how empty that that is, and like it's 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 foolish. Um, there is no time to waste. And it's and it's really not effort or work to do these other things because that's where the joy is, that's where the satisfaction is, is is in in being in the presence of the Lord and doing these things for the Lord. Um, so another um, big lesson that's coming out of this year is, and I've mentioned before how critical I can be, and how abrasive um, my my demeanor, my attitude, and my language and. You know, I'm I'm just a I'm I'm a very if you were to spend a lot of time with me, I'm I'm very hard to 
to, um, I don't know what the word is. Um, I can see how it would be hard to be friends with me. And um, it's it's kind of a unique situation. It's like the Lord, I believe it, has given me a charisma and a sense of humor where I'm able to make friends really quickly. And um, I've noticed just just over time and, and observing how people react around me, I observe that that people desire to be with me. Like I, I, I um, and I don't say I don't. That sounds egotistical or or braggadocious, but it's not. I'm 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 just trying to explain uh, my personality. It's 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 um, I can be fun to be around, and so people want to be around me, but. If you're around me a lot after a long period of time, um, because of my critical nature, because of my abrasiveness, because of my authoritarian attitude, it eventually starts to wear on people. And and so the, this has been a common observation that I've seen um, throughout my life is that eventually people just get, you know, worn out and... Um, don't really want to be around me anymore. And so one big lesson I'm learning this year is, is I'm trying to humble myself um, to others, to accept them, to not be so critical, to not be so nitpicky, to not be so abrasive, to not be, um, I don't know what the word is. It's, it's, I have this tendency, like, let's say, to give you an idea, let's say uh, we come into a relationship with each other and we become really good friends, um, but I'm always bashing you because you like Star Wars, or I'm always bashing you because you like country music, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, you know, uh, you know, ah, it's so nerdy, you know, and, and I do it in a, in a, like, it's coarse jesting is what it is. Um, I'm, I, I have a, a tendency to be a coarse jester. And, and that wears on people over time. At first, you know, we laugh and it's sarcastic and we goof around with each other. But then over time, it becomes so annoying because people, uh, you, you know, when you attack things that people like, they take it as a personal attack on them. And so you, you I have a tendency to make people feel bad about themselves uh, because I'm so critical about their habits and their, their, their likes and their dislikes. And... Um, it's 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 very um rude and and egocentric and arrogant and and um it's just not a good character quality to have and i don't like being that way and i can see the effect it has on others and they don't like it um, over, over, like I say, it's, it's a thing that develops over time. You might not necessarily pick up on it right away because it's done in such a, a humorous way, but over time it'll, it'll wear on you and it, and it makes people feel bad. And so, um, I've, I've really just tried to, to, to be more accepting of others, like, um, and to, uh, I have a hard time doing it because, um, I'm a very, um, I, I don't know what the word is. It's 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 based in pride. It's based in ego, and it's it's not a it's not a good quality to have. So I'm I'm trying to rid myself of it, and it really comes through humility. It comes of just 
loving people for who they are, loving loving uh, the distinctions and differences in people, like like not letting that um, be. An, it shouldn't be an issue of what you like and don't like. You know that that shouldn't be a thing, and I should be encouraging. You know, we're supposed to to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. And so, if a person's rejoicing over something that they like, and I'm critical about it, um, that's sinful on my part. And so, that's a the, another big lesson that I've learned, been learning this year. I'm still learning, is to I'm just trying to humble myself um, to just. Accept my brothers and sisters. Uh, there is no right or wrong when it comes to likes and dislikes. And so I, I need to be more accepting of that. And then um, finally, the, the, the other, I guess, the other biggest lesson that I'm learning this year is, um, and, and this, is, this isn't something, it's something I intellectually acknowledge, but it's not something that's taken root in my heart yet because I still see how I desire it, but um, I realized that that I was focused a lot this year on political things. I was, and I, I suppose a lot of people were. I mean, the, 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 the state of our nation in 2020 was just chaotic. But um, I, I became, I was listening to, to political news more than I was sermons. And I, I found that I was getting so angry with the state of this nation. I was getting so upset with perceived injustices and with the, um, with the lies being, being promoted um, all over the place. I, I was getting so angry, so upset that at times I had murder and rebellion and revolution in my heart like... Like if I wasn't uh, a Christian, I felt like man, I would have joined a militia. You know, I'd be storming Capitol buildings. I'm I'm so angry about what's going on in this world, and and so like that was uh, you know disturbing to me. But I couldn't seem to get rid of it. And so, um, here recently, I, I've I've kind of I've turned off the news. You know, I've, I've just stopped listening to uh, political podcast. That's where I would get my news is from political podcasts. I, I don't watch mainstream media, but, um, I, I just kind of tuned that out here recently and I'm not angry anymore. You know, I'm not upset anymore. And so I've been, you know, it's like, man, you put two and two together. It's, it's, um, and there's a verse about that too, you know, like, uh, don't make friends with an angry man. And so if, if you're spending your, time, which is, is in a sense, fellowship, friendship, listening to angry political podcasts, um, that's going to make you angry. And, and it was for me, it was just, I mean, I went through a few months there where I was just furious. I was, my blood was boiling. I just, I was so upset that, um, you know, anybody well, even my own family members that have a different ideology politically than me, I was getting furious at them. I was getting angry at them. And, and so, um, you know, it, 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 it's a hard lesson to learn. Like I say, I, I still haven't fully accepted it because I still desire, I desire to go listen to the new, you know, these political podcasts. I desire, 
um, to, to know what's going on in the world. And I desire um, justice. I desire righteousness. I desire um, for the, the wicked to be put down and for this nation um, to, to walk in righteousness and be prosperous. And, and um, but I realize, you know, we're pilgrims and strangers and aliens in this world. And so I can really think of uh, two people, you know, uh, uh, one of my brothers that I fellowship with on a regular basis, and then a sister uh, through social media, who were really influential in, in just reminding me, you know, that we're aliens and strangers and pilgrims in this world. And, and um, I just kind of lost that focus. You know, I used to tell my brothers all the time in regards to politics, let the dead bury the dead, you know. Let the world deal with politics. It ain't none of our concern. We're just supposed to be Christians. We're just supposed to live out our faith, you know. Um, God is sovereign over the nations. He'll he'll do what he wants with politics because it's none of our concern. Um, and then I just, I got so wrapped up in it because, um, and it, it, there's just so much evil going on. And it, this year in particular, it became so shocking. It became overwhelming. It's it's it It got to the point where it was like, Every single thing that you hear on the TV is a lie. It's in, it's like, wow, man, this is insane. Everything is a lie and it's affecting the world around us. You know, we're, we're watching people walk in, 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 in these lies. And it's like, so I, I don't know. It's just one of these things where, where, um, I got too wrapped up in it. I got, I got too obsessed with it. Um, I, th I think it is good to be aware. It is good, um, to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. It's good to desire, uh, righteousness and, and national prosperity. Um, but really we're, we're pilgrims, you know, this isn't our home. Uh, we're, we're called to just seek the kingdom of God and, and let God worry about everything else. You know, it's, it's, he, he's got this nation under control, so Anyways, um, th those are, uh, I'm going to wrap up the podcast here. Th those are some of the, the bigger lessons I've taken from this, this past year. And, um, I guess that's what I got for you guys tonight. Uh, so, you know, as always, I appreciate you listening. I love you and we'll talk to you next time. Stay classy, San Diego.